What's cracking, guys? I'm Drew. I'm Hayden. We're on another episode of Ambitious Anxiety. Today we'll be grilling Drew. Yeah. Asking a couple of questions, getting stuck in. So let's do it. All right. What does the average day in the life of Drew look like? Man, at the moment, the average day is fucking chaos at the moment. (laughs) So I recently became a a dad, a fur fur baby dad. Got a got a puppy, a, a miniature bull terrier last week. Um, all in the midst of um, comp prep and and moving out, so my life is is absolute chaos at the moment. Um, but yeah, at the moment, I guess a, a day in the life is um, I'm up bright and early. So this morning, Saturday, I was up twenty past four. Um, got into the gym and trained. Then I had a couple of clients. Um, so it was sort of average from, from day to day. Um, that's one thing with, with my business is my days are pretty much always changing. Um, so that's one of the things that I've had to learn to learn to deal with and, and work around is you sort of become, um, you have to be like, it's, it's routine, but it's, it's not routine. Mm-hmm. Like you're in the routine of being out of schedule, yeah. I guess, and, and always, always chopping and changing. Um, so yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd anywhere between um, four to sort of nine clients a day, um, and then I'm working in my training, um, weights and cardio every day, um, and then I've got a couple of um, side projects that are going on as well, which I try to try to fit in a little bit of time of in between there, um, and then yeah, I guess that's that's sort of a daily, um, a very uh, sort of a broad um, look at what a day in the life is at the moment, um, but yeah, it's 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 chaos. It's pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, I like I like I like organized chaos. I can do organized chaos, um, but <clears throat> at the moment it's a little less organized. But I'm just rolling with the punches and, and doing doing what we can. So no, it's good. Does that take its toll? Because I know I'm a massive fan of structure if my structure like my my routine goes a little bit off my brain is just like yeah what's going on <laughs> no look man i um i've always been a very a very structured person a very mm. very regimented person i think um like from when i first first sort of started um school when i started out at st pat's um in year five like i was i was getting the train so i was getting what two trains two yeah. buses out to school every day, an hour and a half to and from. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So I was going like Hurstville all the way out to Stratford every day um, from year five. So I don't even know how old I would have been then, like like twelve or something. Twelve, oh, thirteen. That was like, that was like ten. Yeah, ten or eleven. Or yeah, something, yeah, something, something ridiculous mm-hmm. like that. So um, from the get go, there, yeah, I've always been sort of good with like getting up early. Um, never really had an issue with that, and and getting getting out and getting moving. Um, but yeah, over the years, I guess, as, as things have chopped and changed, I've, I've learned to, um, create my own sort of routine mm-hmm. and scheduling around that. Um, I think, yeah, like I, I, I have to live out of the diary now yeah. day to day. Um, cause yeah, I, I've been doing that since, since I started personal training back in, uh, t- 2016. Um, because yeah, obviously as you'd be aware when you're dealing with clients, um, and I think even, even when you're not dealing with clients, like I think, 
Um, I think the most motivated and organized people live out of a diary. They yeah, hundred percent. Like I live, I live in literally like hour blocks, yeah. forty-five to hour blocks. Um, my, pardon me, my, my days are my days are planned out down to you know the minute, the hour. Um, otherwise, yeah, no, look, without that, and that's why even um, like when I when I'm on holidays, for example. I, I start to lose it a bit and like I'm like you know what, what am I doing now what do I need to do today so I'll still try and um, and stick to the diary um, and keep things fairly planned um, especially for me like one of one of my struggles like with with ADHD is like if I don't have it down yeah. on paper in front of me it's it's out the fucking yeah, door exactly. like I, I got no hope and, and even like um, but that's that's again like that's something that I've had to deal with and that's something that, that I've learned to deal with mm-hmm. I mean um, I'm sure there are lots of other um, you know business owners out there that, that deal with similar things um, and you just have to you have to learn how to how to how to make it work for yeah. you um, so yeah that's 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 what I've done I think that's like um, and it's definitely worked for me yeah um, but yeah, if, if like, like I said, when, when I was on, I had two weeks off um, over the Christmas break and it was good. Um, but again, no structure. You kind of just feel like you're floating. Yeah, you know, the exact same um, thing. Like kind mm-hmm. of losing it a bit. So yeah, no, it's definitely an important, important thing in my, my day-to-day life uh, for sure. So another question on that topic uh, people with the high functioning anxiety like we have do you have any tips for like say last Saturday I found myself with half a day off mm. and didn't know what the fuck mm. to do with myself yeah. it was literally like I was counting um, down the hours from about 12pm till 6 because I was like I had like waiting to, to get yeah. ready for bed like I had to do something yeah, bro, big so time. Yeah. yeah I'm still navigating that if you're going to need tips yeah. for anyone out there um, man like I just try to I just try to keep myself busy mm-hmm. um, on on my on my days like that like and i can delve a bit deeper into that is that's actually when that starts to become a bit of a danger time for yeah. me for anxiety definitely like i was at um i was at my mum's surprise 60th last night and i was chatting to to one of my good family friends and she was like oh my god like you know you're always so busy and mm-hmm. i'm like yeah i, I, I have to be <laughs> yeah. i have to be like i, I lose the plot otherwise yeah. um so yeah, I think um, I know that that's a danger time for mm-hmm. me. Is that when I'm not busy, and it doesn't mean that like you don't have to be overly productive, but I think you just still have to find stuff to do. Yeah, you gotta find something to focus um, on. So like for me, for example, if if I'm you know really what well, I'm at the stage now where it's rare that yeah. I find myself, but. It, it doesn't take long like mm-hmm. if I'm like literally like if I have like a, a like two hours or three hours where I'm and it's mostly it's mostly on the weekend yeah. I find as well like Sundays are a bit better because I can I can sort of chill out a bit take my time go to the gym drag the day out mm-hmm. whereas like I don't know for example and because I've removed myself from like the partying scene yeah. at the moment it's like that's not even an option now mm. and you know what it's actually a lot fucking harder with COVID too because you're if you're not going out and you know getting on the piss or going to the pub your options are even more limited yeah. as to what to do like, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to wanted to go to the movies the other week but like there's nothing on yeah. it's all like restricted and stuff like that um, but I think for me personally something that I do is like if I'm wandering around the house 
and I'm, I'm just sort of killing time, maybe doing little bits and pieces here and there. I have, um, I have a podcast going on in the background. Yeah. Like sometimes music will do it mm -hmm. for a little bit if it's a short period, but if, if it's a longer period, I like to have a podcast going on in the background. Yeah. Um, and just having like, have it having, you know, having voices. Yeah. Um, and if I'm doing something else, that's when I find I'm, I'm more productive mm -hmm. is when I'm like, it sounds weird. I, I can be at, at my best sort of productivity levels when I'm doing two things at once. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, if you were to watch me clean my room, it is the most retarded <laughs> thing ever. Like, I will get like five minutes into like folding clothes, and then the next second, I'm like, I'm sorting out, like, and I'm doing a clear out. Yeah. Like, you know, it's 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 all over the shop. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely, that's that's my piece of advice that I'd give would be to um keep yourself busy look into you know like if you can read me personally i can't sit there and read i lose my mind mm. um but if you can read read um listen to podcasts have something going on in the background um and write yourself a list as well i'm, I'm a huge advocate for, yeah. for lists um you know get yourself a list together put down a couple of um realistic and achievable things that you could do during that day to get yourself a couple of steps ahead um and to just you know, kill some time. And even in that list, put it at the end, um, you know, chill time. At the yeah. end here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill out, I'm gonna watch Netflix and, and yeah, relax. Yeah, I found that as well, watch if a you, movie. If it's like an allocated time to relax, <clears throat> you feel a little bit better about it other than when you've yeah. just found it. If you just 100%. fall into it, it's like your brain is still 100%. in chaos mode. Yeah. And then it's trying to relax. But if yeah. you allocate it, you're like, okay, I'm shutting off here until here. Yeah. You can kind of work, like ease into it. Yeah. That's what no, I found as well. That's, that's exactly right, mm. man. I agree, heaps, yeah. All right, let's move on to what was your first passion? My first passion, um, are we talking like, um, like work-wise or like anything? Just anything? Even as a little kid, what was your first Man, thing you oh, fell in love with? Fuck, probably Lego. <laughs> Lego? Yeah, <laughs> no, dead set. I was a fiend for Lego, like properly, like, yeah, I would, um, I'd sit there and build for hours, I think. Um, and then I sort of got into like Star Wars Lego as yeah. well. And yeah, I was, um, Probably that, yeah. I was I was huge on the Lego, and then um, and then it became sport mm -hmm. after that. Um, probably like passion wise, I guess like you know it's hard to sort of define a passion as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to look back now. This is going back like you know, sixteen, seventeen years mm -hmm. ago. Like enjoying Lego, but then moving on to that and next. Um, easily uh definable passion would be rugby yeah i think that for me was a was a huge outlet mm. um for many things and man it, it took me places too yeah. so um yeah if, if i had to say if i had to say one of my my biggest and earliest passions i'd definitely say rugby um and you know sport altogether Thing. Did you see yourself going down that path, playing professional footy and that sort of thing, or was that just? Like um, yeah, that was that was definitely a goal of mine. It was something that um, that I really enjoyed and that I was relatively good at. Um, again, I think with those, I don't know, with those kind of team sports, mm. it's like you can. Uh, I, I think I don't know. I, I, this this is my personal opinion. I think that. It all depends on. It comes a lot down to you know your genetics and what yeah, you have. Exactly like, right. I think look, talent plays a huge role, yeah. and so does hard work. Like I, I've always been 
like a hard worker when it comes when it came to training and all that sort of stuff um but i think that i don't know i think in, in i don't know I'm, I'm still i'm still figuring it out like i could i could end up going back to to rugby if, if bodybuilding you know doesn't work out but i think I, I did i sort of got to a stage where and because it's a team sport as well um and then you know you throw a bit of politics in the mix as yeah. well like i didn't i'll be honest i didn't have you know not not that it's making an excuse but i think you'd understand growing up in the school yeah. in, the, in, the, in the school system <laughs> yeah. that there was a fair bit of politics oh, in the sport politics, regardless yeah. i mean look there's politics everywhere yeah. right but that just kind of turned me off the whole the whole thing um for quite a while and mm -hmm. then it's like i was playing i was playing competitively for a fair few years um until sort of after school and then um i sort of eased off mm -hmm. and i played a year of um probably one of my most enjoyable years was the year that i played at old boys oh yeah that was like because it was a, it was a lot more relaxed like it wasn't um you know it was more of like a social yeah. that that year and i didn't even get to do the the full year we um we ended up making the final but they i left um I played the semi-final and then I left for Europe. Oh, really? You didn't yeah, finish. and they went. They Jeez. went on. They went on and won the grand final. But oh, yeah, definitely that was that was one of my most enjoyable years of sport, mm. um, and that was the only year of social sport that I ever yeah. played. Um, so yeah, that was that was good. That was definitely, um, and I'm 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 really grateful for um, for rugby as well for the sport that it is and what it what it's done for me and where it took me mm. um and it'll always have have a place in my heart for sure so yeah it's great um first job my first job what what did i do i know I, like I, I think i think it was maccas i'm just trying to think if i did anything mm. before it maccas um no i think it was yeah, I've had I've had heaps of jobs, man. I yeah, I think I started at Macca's when I was like fifteen. Yeah. Because um, yeah, mum and dad were like, as soon as you can, you're starting up at Macca's, and I didn't really have a say in it. But hey, I ended up getting you get like fifty percent discount for yeah. things work. So I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm there, All right? Um, and yeah, that was fun, man. Looking back on it now. <laughs> We used to run a fucking muck there, yeah. man. Like, and I, I met I met some real good mates through there as well. Like, one of my best mates now, I'm, I met through working at Macca's. Um, but yeah, even even then, like, um, still to this day, like, just having that you've worked at McDonald's mm -hmm. on your resume is such a I've heard that such Everyone, a favorable yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, because of the um, the procedures and the training programs mm -hmm. that they have on there. And I can understand it, man. Yeah, I look at sure. it, it's a, it's a multi-billion dollar corporation. <laughs> exactly like it right. has to. And you got to work in a team as well. Yeah, like that's, that's exactly cool. right. That's exactly right. Um, but yeah, that, that was, um, again, like looking back and learning about myself. I mean, <clears throat> a job like that for me was never really going to last. Yeah. Like, you know, I couldn't tell you how many times we got in trouble for launching peoples on the roof and like, <laughs> we had we had a good laugh we had a good laugh that's good yeah um so yeah that was that was the first job yeah what did it look like after that where'd you go from there? um so from there i would have been there until i was about 16 and then i think i i started doing some oztag refereeing for a bit and then i was did a little bit of work at athletes foot retail 
didn't really didn't really do it for me. And then um, then I got a job as a swimming instructor, which was cool. That was good. Um, working with kids mm. as well. Um, so I would have been doing from I think like three three maybe six year olds yeah i think so yeah that was good like i did a lot of swimming growing up as a kid as well i was a fairly decent swimmer um and that was that was sort of just like a, a saturday morning gig while i was um while i was at school which was good um again same sort of thing real good real good sort of qualification to have under my belt um and yeah that was that was for a while and then towards the end of school I got into some demolition work, mm -hmm. like some some shop strip outs and stuff like that that they do at like at like your Westfields and stuff. Yeah. So like that was sort of like night shift work, which was pretty cool. Yeah. So we go in there at like so I'd, I'd start after school at like five o'clock and I'd work through till like twelve, um, till like twelve or one, just like and that was good. That was a good sort of release, man. Get in there. Yeah. Demo some shit, smash <laughs> yeah. smash stuff to fucking bits. Um, and it was hard work. I always yeah. sort of, I always enjoyed like physical labor. Yeah. Um, I found it a lot more rewarding mm -hmm. um, and a lot less tedious than sort of standing there and, I don't know, flipping patterns. Yeah, it's almost a bit therapeutic. 100%. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, and then, so I did that and then um, I was doing that through HSC as well. Um, just to keep the money. I just, I just enjoyed making fucking money. Yeah. To be honest yeah, with Especially you. at that age when you're like 16, 17 and you're making some pretty decent cash. Cause I mean, yeah, like I was, was sort of laboring at that point. Same sort yeah. of thing. It's like, it's kind of pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that was like, what, man, I would have been pulling in like 150 a night. Yeah. Like cash in hand. So and at that age, it's like, at that age, man, money. like, yeah, literally like when you're like 16, 17, 18, 150 bucks a day is, you know, like, Crazy. Mm. Uh, it was real good. So yeah, I got a taste of that and then was just sort of doing that. Um, and then, yeah, I was just, I was training, playing footy. Um, and yeah, still, still rocking up to school and, and doing my best there. Um, and yeah, that was, that was, that was the main sort of thing for me through the back end of high school. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did a very similar sort of thing. I was doing that through HSC. I was doing laboring and that sort of thing, just for a bit of cash on the side. I mean, that's what kind of yeah. got me through it because yeah. it gave me like a, your brain yeah. a bit of a release from all that. No, and it does, man. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's important for, um, for kids in school as well. And you get a taste of the real world. Yeah, too. exactly like, right. It's like, you know, you don't really get, that's, that's what I mean. It's one of the things that I find is like so so restricted nowadays in the school system is like the kids are just being like fostered in this way that it's like you know it's you come you come to school you obey the rules it's a game of memory um you know pick subjects that you like mm. otherwise you're forced to sit in there for an hour and and learn and apply something to yeah. you that really you probably couldn't give a fuck about exactly and right. it has no relevance to you whatsoever um and there's not as much opportunities for, you know, kids like, like that, that were like us that mm. needed to be more hands-on yeah. and, and do shit and um, stuff like that. And I think that's something that really needs to change. Um, Definitely. 
and you know I, I, don't, I don't know how it would be done but I definitely think it's something that need, needs to be done um, because I, I found for me personally by the time I got to like year 12 I was just like I was living for subjects like timber yeah, and, exactly and, and stuff like that like I did drama up until year 10 mm. um, that was really good but like I was still doing like the, the drama performances at speech night and shit until year 12 because yeah. it got me out of class yeah, and I was exactly. doing I was doing productive stuff mm. man like it was stuff that made me feel happy it was hands on I was learning I was growing like wasn't just sitting there you know looking at a whiteboard being yeah. told to you know learn stuff out of a book that had no relevance to me whatsoever yeah, they kind of make you think inside the box rather than outside the box. That's they kind of destroy creativity at the same time. Like even like you look at subjects like art and timber and construction and that. They're all yeah. they're all like for me they were important subjects. And yeah, they did really well in them. Yeah, but because they didn't rank as highly as like, the academic. That's subjects, what I mean, man. Like, and then you get to you get to you get to year twelve, your final year in school, right? And you've been you know all right, you like. And unfortunately, I found with school is that I know some schools are a bit different, but with our school, particularly at the time, and it's probably still like that now, mm. is that it was so uni orientated. Yeah. It's just uni, uni, uni. You yeah. have people come in from different unis. You talk about uni, you talk about courses, Literally. you talk about yeah. ATAR, you talk about this, you talk about that. And then you've got like what? A good at least third of that, yeah. of that year group that is sitting there like, none of this means shit to me yeah. like can i not get a head start in something any other way and it was just it wasn't like it wasn't an option if anything it was frowned upon yeah you're literally kind um, of pushed to the side and yeah exactly right and then you're you know you get out into the real world and i mean lucky for us we sort of hit the ground running because yeah. we had that experience we got the taste of money mm. and we got the taste of hard work and, and long days and all the, and the reward as well and then like it was there yeah whereas i think and man like i've got mates now that are finishing uni degrees and they look miserable as fuck yeah and they don't know what they're gonna do with it yeah and i'm just like well you know fuck i i can't help but either blame you know the school system or your parents or you for not standing up for mm. something that you probably wanted to do but didn't yeah. do because school and everyone else told you that you need to go to uni That's and you exactly need right. to do this nine, nine to five bullshit mm. so yeah i don't know i have very very strong views for that sort of stuff yeah, so like don't get me wrong i think like a lot of it a lot of it has its place and it needs to be there but it, it you know is something that definitely needs to be you know reviewed and, and more outlets need to be mm. provided for you know <clears throat> the other kids man that's that's what we that's what we fucking were like yeah and it's 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 bullshit it makes me it makes me angry man like i and and the whole ranking and atar bullshit like i woke up in a house get this right so we got this is this is how fucked it was for me i actually got i actually ended up getting into uni because i did a um early entry thing yeah for like a, a, a sports course or something Anyway, so you know how you got your marks first? Yeah. So I got my marks and my marks were all pretty good, all mm. above 70, nothing too high, but nothing too low. So I'm thinking, you know, what anyone would think getting those kind of results. You're like, fuck yeah, all right, I'm, I'm gonna do okay. Yeah. And then this scaling thing happens and I woke up, we, we'd had a house party that night um, at a mate's house. And I remember waking up and we all started checking our ATARs and these boys are cracking like 90s, 98s and 85s, bro. And I opened my phone and pulled out my ATAR of 55 and I was like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> like imagine that you've literally just woken up in a house with all of your mates who have just pulled these hectic ATARs mm. and I'm sitting there like I literally remember like I sent it to my I sent a screenshot of photo and sent it to my dad straight away and I was like what the fuck mm. and he called me straight away he was like dude I don't know what to say mm. like I literally like I feel for you like this is fucked um, and that for me was probably the turning the turning away point from, from yeah. uni um because I could have gone, man. I remember I went to the open day and bro, honestly, like within five minutes of getting there to the uni and walking in a classroom, I already knew that there wasn't yeah, for me. I was definitely. like, there's not a fucking chance yeah. in this world that I'm, I have just finished what, eight years of, of this to go back to this. Mm. Like it was just not gonna happen. Yeah, I felt this. It was funny with my situation as well, cause I, did pretty well but i when we when you know when you pick your subjects in like year 11 and 12 and everyone's yeah. like oh what are you doing what are you doing every single person was like oh you're doing all the dumb subjects yeah and i was like yeah yes i'm doing the dumb subjects and they're like why <laughs> don't you want to go to uni i'm like no they're like what are you going to do i was like anything else yeah. <laughs> like i can't go to yeah. uni and like yeah. that's just not for me but no one understood it and then we got to year 12 and i got an apprenticeship before i left school but i just stayed because i was like might as well graduate you yeah know, have that under my belt sort of yeah thing. and then did my exams, didn't really put much effort into it. I ended up getting like fucking like two nineties and an 80. And then I did like a 75 in maths, but then English, I like got 50 on the dot. Yeah. And then my eight, I just like, yeah. like I got these mad marks and I ended up yeah. getting like a 72 or eight or something. And I was like, how the fuck does one subject of like reading yeah. a book from 400 fucking years yeah. ago, scale yeah. over something that i'm going to use later in life it, it no it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me man mm. that, that's you know and what also doesn't make sense to me is that like you have the group of 17 and 18 year olds walking around in this environment talking about the degrees and jobs that they're gonna do Mm. you're fucking 18 yeah who the fuck knows what they yeah, want to do at that like, age no I, one does I don't yeah. care what you say you don't know what you want to do at yeah, 18 that's like that's, no chance you haven't experienced shit exactly that's exactly right man and it's just it's yeah so toxic looking back on it now like yeah. and then it's yeah like I, I I understand the concept and, and the process and the ideas behind it but the, the just the execution of it doesn't make sense to yeah me. you know like I think um yeah, like if, if, I, if I was to go back and do it again, I probably would have um, gotten my... Because could you, can you get your, your high school certificate at the end of year 10? Or is it something different? Fuck, I don't even remember. I know you get yeah. some sort of certificate. I think, I think you 10, get something yeah. at the end of year 10. Yeah. And then, yeah, honestly, if I was to go back and do it again now, I would have hung in there until then. And then I just would have fucked off. And yeah. just, just kept working. Yeah. You know? And even now, like I look back on it now. And going, going into the workforce within... What did I do? I graduated 2015 and I was in the workforce by like May, I think, I think it was May, June, June. I was in the workforce by June, 2016. And the best thing I ever did, never look back. Yeah. Now, like, and, and you know, like I'm, and I, I still speak to people now that are, that are finishing uni degrees and they just seem miserable as fuck. Mm. Hex debt. Yeah, and they're the like, it's gonna. That's the worst they're, thing about they're, it. they're talking about, oh yeah, I just graduated um, from this, and I've got that, and I go, okay, now go get a job, mm. and now go and pay off your hex debt, mm. and then you know, let me know how you go with that job. If one, you're not miserable, and two, then you're gonna start making money, and then yeah. future future investments from there. Like, mm. I don't know, 
good luck. For some people, don't get me wrong, I think it's, it's perfect, it's ideal. If you know what you want and it works, it works amazing. Good yeah. on you. Yeah, there's certain career paths where obviously it makes sense, but a lot yeah. of the time when people are just going to make their parents happy or to say that they have a degree behind them, it's like you have a fucking $60,000 piece of paper <clears throat> that you're probably not going to use and now you don't know what you want to do in the first place. Like, just yeah. go explore through yeah. it and then work out what you want to do. That's, and man, like the... The... Um, in, in, in this day and age now, as much as it sounds cliche, it's who you know, not what you know. Yeah, 100%. Man, I landed my last two jobs, like, because of who I knew. Mm. You know, like, obviously I needed to know some shit. Yeah. But I didn't even have to put a resume in. Yeah. I, I, I created relationships mm. and I worked hard and I had the... Um, the criteria required for the job so that my employers didn't even have to think twice yeah you know it was simple so i think and, and that's you know those kind of, of values and um key lessons you don't learn in in a uni degree they don't tell you how to communicate they don't tell you how to make relationships they don't tell you how to you know all, all the little ins and outs of of running a business and mm. and all of those sorts of things like yeah, obviously in certain degrees they're going to go into into that sort of stuff. But yeah. until you experience it in real life, mm. you got you know no real idea. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, yeah. experience over book learning. Anytime. Yes, yeah. You learn from 100%. experiences. Like you can you can have all you can read all the books under <coughs> the sun and all that sort of stuff. But until you apply it and try it and realize, fuck, that doesn't work and this does. Yeah, you don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah, and until you fail as well. Yeah. Until yeah. you fail as well. Like I, like when I did my work experience for personal training, I went to, I went and did it at like three different places before I found the place that I wanted to go to. I went to like, um, I went to a fitness first in Maroubra, I went to a fitness first in Bondi and then one in the city. And I was just like, man, like this is just, this is crazy. Mm. It's, it's chaotic. Like I was fucking scared, man. <laughs> I remember I was like, like walking in there and they're like, um, all right, so you start off as like a level one um, for like, I don't know what it was, it was like three months or something. Um, and, you know, yeah, like you, you start, you, you'll start doing classes, okay, and then it's, and then it's your job to um, start to pick up clients from there. And then after three months, um, bang, that'll be $450 rent. Yeah, week. fuck, that's what, that's what really got me. I've heard a couple of people, of like mates and stuff that were PTs, and they're like, I'm paying this amount a week in rent. I'm like the fuck are you renting like a one-bedroom apartment yeah like literally yeah a space yeah. to work there like, like, like it's half ridiculous. a house yeah literally literally it doesn't um, make any sense it's crazy but yeah it's... no it, it is it is mm. all right let's move on to what was your first dream my first dream fuck me probably to play for the wallabies yeah i think when i was hooked on rugby and everything mm. was rugby um that was sort of that was everything for me i mean i think like every every kid um, and every teenager growing up that froths, frothed on sport and was any good at sport had, had a dream like yeah, that, you know, sure. I, I, I won't lie about it. I'm yeah. not ashamed to, I'm, I'm always, you know, fuck, I'm, I'm always shooting for big. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. And, and, you know, if, if the, the dream might change, but it's, I, I still have no shame in admitting for the fact that I wanted to aim to be at the top. Yeah. You always got to aim for the yeah. top. If you aim and you're lower, you get well like you're just cutting yourself <laughs> short exactly and right. shouldn't fucking start in the beginning yeah um yeah so that was my first dream that was my first dream yeah like many <laughs> yeah. yeah that's good though it's yeah. really good but i mean uh fuck the way the way they've been going anyway in the past couple of years i don't think it's a big loss 
No, so, definitely not. Yeah, Australian rugby's a bit, uh, bit, bit fucked at the moment. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, when did you first decide that you wanted to move overseas? Um, I would have been. So it all stemmed from wanting to travel Europe mm-hmm. originally. So like, I, mean, I remember like I'd, I'd be following a couple of, of older guys, um, older friends on, on, on socials and stuff like yourself and watching you guys go over to Europe and, and, and travel and do some parties and, and stuff over there. That, that sort of had me hooked. That was, that seemed really cool. Um, and then <clears throat> I was like, all right, well, how am I going to, how am I going to get over there? How are we going to do it? Um, and then I started to form a plan. So a friend of mine wanted to, we were originally going to move over there, uh, to London and play some rugby. Um, but he had to, he had to stay and finish his plumbing apprenticeship. So that sort of fell through and I was like, fuck it. I'm still going to go. Like I need to go. Um, so I think it was probably, when did I leave? Late 18. So it was probably start of, start of 2018. Cause it was something that originally just was meant to be a holiday. Mm. Like I literally just wanted to go over, see Amsterdam, see Greece, Spain, whatever, travel, do some stuff and then come back. You know, like everyone did when they left school, you did yeah. a Euro trip, right? Yeah. Um, I just, just sort of wanted to do that. But my, my like friendship group at the time, so I sort of, I deterred from um, one of the groups. This is my thing, man. I don't know. I've just always sort of floated between lots of people and lots of groups. I've mm. never really, and I don't, I don't know why. I mean, like I get along with everyone and I've, I've had, you know, closer mates as well over the years, but I've never really had one like solid group. Yeah. And I don't know, it's something that fucks with me every now and then is like, you know, I don't know, but um, so that sort of happened is, you know, I, I was drawn away from them. I think as well was because a lot of my friends through school were closer to school. Yeah. And then obviously I lived further yeah, away. Same, exact same position. So, um, that sort of happened and then they did their trip and then, cause yeah, that was their thing. They, everyone, I started working before everyone else. Mm. So I was, I just, just landed this full-time job and I was just making money um and i was working um still sort of mucking around on the weekends and and playing footy and stuff as well um and i think as well like the my footy season didn't exactly line up with when everyone else was going over Mm. and because i didn't really have a group i was like i'm not going to invite myself like fuck that um so that that happened um and then yeah i just sort of i think 2018 sort of continued to to take its course and um i was really really into my raves at the time and there was a, a group on facebook um it was like aussies and, and kiwis doing festivals in europe mm. um so i posted on there i was like yo like i'm looking at doing these festivals um and, you know who's going yeah um and uh, now very close mate of mine um reached out to me he was like dude, me and, me and a couple of boys are doing these, fuck, welcome to tag along. So I was like, hectic, started chatting. Um, he was, him and his mates are from Christchurch in New Zealand. Um, shout out to all those boys, I miss you and I love <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, so that, and man, that was like, this, this has been one of the most incredible things for me is the relationships that I made through that, like yeah. literally through a Facebook page mm-hmm. 
and through the kindness out of out of his heart he's like yeah fuck tag along with us whatever so we got chatting um this was like mid mid uh early 2018 moving into like april may um so he was working over in london at the time he'd left new zealand was was working over in, in london doing bar work and stuff and we got chatting and i was like oh yeah like you know that doesn't sound too bad blah blah, blah. like you get this and you get that um and then he he had mates coming over as well in like june july to do that sort of run um and i was due i was due over in august um so then <clears throat> that sort of happened in in that that took its course and he was able to actually sort of get me a job and gave me the whole rundown so i ended up applying for a visa there a, a, a two-year sort of working holiday mm -hmm. visa um, which took off and then I had some work um, lined up for after we finished finished partying um, and then yeah that was sort of that but I think what made me want to go so like obviously as I mentioned it originally stemmed from a, a partying point of view but as I got chatting about the work and sort of stuff I was like oh like you know maybe I should just move over there for a bit and, and see what it was like. Mm. Uh, and <clears throat> sort of dwelled on that idea for a while and I ended up just saying, fuck it, I'll just, I'll do it. You know, like I've heard of other people that have gone and done it and a couple of other people that have gone and done it. Um, and looking back on it now, I'm so fucking glad that I did it. Yeah. It was the best decision I have ever made mm. in my life to date. Um, so yeah and then just um i got i got bored man i'm someone that gets i get i get bored real easy like yeah, real quick like, like i've you know like new things are you know I, I need i need to keep finding new things new projects new um new avenues to to challenge myself yeah and i knew that this was going to be a big fucking challenge i was like man all right i'm i'm you know it didn't really dawn on me until i started packing and then until i left and i was like fuck all right I'm about to, you know, drop everything. Mm. I had, I had a good job. I was earning good money at 19, 20 years old. Just got my first like nice car. Um, you know, was still living at home. I was comfortable. Yeah, I was very comfortable and it was good. Um, but you know, and I guess me being me, didn't really know it at the time, but now I do. I just needed to get out of the comfort zone. Mm. Um, and, and it was time to grow and get uncomfortable and that was what I did. Yeah, you know what? I hate the comfort zone, I've realized. Every yeah. single time I'm, I feel like I'm in a position where, all right, I'm settled, I'm comfortable, I don't really have anything that's like in the way at the moment, I'm like, I'm fucking <coughs> bored. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do yeah. something. Yeah. Every time you get in the comfort zone, I yeah. just want to get the fuck out because yeah. I feel like nothing happens in there. It's just... But, but do you feel like you're ever in there for long though? No. No. no, if I'm in a comfort zone, it's for about a week to yeah. a month. It's yeah, not yeah, long. Yeah, like I, have to, I have to just get yeah. myself out, otherwise yeah. I, get, I, go, I go a bit crazy. Yeah, but you don't even you don't even sort of realize it. It, it takes yeah. it takes like it literally it, it takes like a week. Yeah, and then you're like, hmm, what's going on? Exactly right. <laughs> things things are running too smoothly. Yeah, I'm making good money. I have no problems. What's yeah. going on? That's when you know something's fucked. Yeah, when you have no problems. Yeah. And when you're not worried about anything, something's up. Yeah. And you know, for us, in my opinion, for and from a success point of view, if you if you've got no worries, yeah. then you know you're going nowhere. I like that. You got no worries, you're going nowhere. Literally. It's you know, um, yeah. No, that's 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 hectic. That's that's definitely you've got to you've got to 
and now I don't know, like I take it to the extreme now as I've just realized going from, um, you know, I don't know, I, I hit the ground, I really hit the ground running when I got home. Like I got, I got that comfortable. It was semi, semi being comfortable, semi being bored out of my fucking brains mm. in Amsterdam when everything started, like work wasn't very frequent. So yeah. I was kind of sat there for half a week. Like we'd have a couple of shifts a week at this, um, recycling company attached to the, the convention center there in Amsterdam, which was, yeah. it was a pretty good job, but that was only a couple of, um, a couple of days a week. And then I was sort of just sitting there and you can only do so much with your day, man. Like we, we'd sit there go to the gym, come home, go to rugby training. And I was like, right, I'm bored. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bored. And I was like, what's next? So I, and I had like one of the guys that I'd met, um, through the festivals there sort of hit me up and he was like, bro, like, um, I'm just like, he, he'd already done really well, um, losing, losing weight. And he was like, bro, like, um, I see like you're really into the gym. Cause I was still posting shit when I was going to the gym over there and all that sort of stuff. Um, and he was like, man, do you reckon like you could write me a program? And I was like, yeah, sure, bro. Of course. And then, um, and then he, he said, well, how much, how much do you charge? And I was like, yeah, there it hello. is. <laughs> hello. There it is. So I jumped on and I started, um, that was where double DPT mm. originated from one online sort of program. I was like, all right, cool. Here's something that I can, um, start to invest a little bit more time in. Um, and that was where I started from one, one sort of online client at a 50, so I charged him, it was like 50 euros, so yeah. like a hundred, a hundred bucks Aussie for mm. a, for a six week program. Um, and yeah, that was where that started. That rolls on perfectly to the next question. I was yeah. going to say, what made you go all in on your personal training when you got home? Cause I saw your growth was like fucking instant. Yeah. It was like you landed in Australia and yeah. then it was like you fucking had a client. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. It was like um, everything just happened so fast over the last couple of months. Yeah. I, I put that down to a couple of things. I, um, it took me some time and you know, like starting off in personal training was, um, it, it, it was interesting. I didn't really know, um, I didn't really know if I was ever going to make it or if I was ever going to make like, you know, big money. Um, but I was really lucky. I had a really, really good mentor, um, who was, who was Shane Mercer, who I'd love to get on here, mm. um, to have a chat. And he, I think, yeah, very, very similar, similarly business minded in, you know, loves making bank and has good, good sort of morals and, and work ethic. And that was a big thing that got drilled into me. And as well, my friendship group at that time. Mm. Ever, I've, I've always look, look what's the age gap between us like what five four years four or years or something years. I've always surrounded myself with the older people yeah in the gym older people biggest mm -hmm. bigger stronger people um, and so my friendship group at the time when I just started personal training everyone was older a few of them were out of home already they had um, they were working in trades mm -hmm. and all that and I was hanging around with them and I was a bit slow on money at the time. So, you know, they were like spotting me cash here and there. Um, and then one of them pulled me aside and they said, look, if you want to fucking hang around with us, you got to start pulling your weight, mm. you know? Um, again, one of the best things that ever happened to me was that like they, to be pulled aside and told by one of your mates, start pulling your weight. Yeah. You know, like I probably had like, I don't know, like 
maybe a couple of hundred bucks on tip. Not mm. that, not that bad. Just from little shit like going to the pub or a feed here or you yeah. know something there, um, and that grew me up quick, smart. That and the fact that I was nineteen, twenty, going into a workforce where little did I know that I was going to be sitting down with depressed, troubled, middle-aged yeah. women crying to me with their problems mm. at 19 years old. Mm. That's make or break. Exactly. Right. And that's why my industry has such a high fucking turnover. Yeah. The average lifespan of a PT is still and has been for a fucking while, three months. Mm. That's fucked. Yeah. And even now I'm realizing that like I, I try to, I try to help my boss um, look for a good PT. It's like, you know, if you need, if you, if you know anyone, I'm like, yeah, I've got my eyes out. Don't worry, but I'm not going to shovel in shit. Yeah. Like there are, there, it's very hard to come across a good quality personal trainer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was very lucky in that upbringing and I'm very thankful for that, that I had a lot of, a lot of solid, um, values instilled into my, my work, my work ethic. Um, and so that led me to, um, growing a good client base through there when I was at vision, um, over those two years, created a lot of really good relationships. And I think with me, one of the, one of the big things as well that I did really well was build the relationships. And I have a lot of, um, uh, like a high emotional intelligence level. And that's what a lot of people don't have yeah. in this business. Mm. It's like, and, and Andy Frizzella talks a lot about this as well, is that you've got to create a relationship. Yeah. You have to add value. Mm. You know, you only need one customer. You only need one client. You treat that like it's your first and your last and you do a good job and you do everything that you can, you know, you will, you will leave a mark, yeah. you know, and, and word will spread. Yeah. There's a role in effect. Exactly right. So I, I think, um, I, I managed to do that really well, create the relationships, leave a good taste in people's mouths. So that, that was one thing I had probably like, I don't know, a couple of, couple of clients, like five clients that I'd still communicate with while I was overseas. Um, and that were, were keen to sort of get training with me. Um, again, when I got back, obviously I had no idea where I was going to go, or what I was going to do. Um, and then, um, so yeah, I started the, the online, the online site, which is still something that it's probably a, 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 it's a work on, but it's, that's, you know, a side hustle as well. Um, and I got back in the very end of March. It was fucked. I did, what did I do? I did like three weeks of isolation in Amsterdam, came back, did my two week quarantine and then everything shut down mm -hmm. here. So I ended up like doing like, I don't know, like probably like six, seven weeks of like isolation total. Yeah. Like I got to see some people here and there, but yeah, that was, that was fucked. And that like me, and that was another thing as well. Like I wouldn't have been able to do what I did without my parents supporting me financially for that forever fucking grateful. Thank you, mom and dad. But I wasn't making money yeah. over there. And that was something that I missed. It was those two things. And it was good because I, I, you know, I, it made me miss one making money and it made, and it made me miss two getting results and mm. doing my fucking job, doing yeah. what I was actually good at. Mm. So I think, I think I needed to realize that I missed those things. Obviously yeah. money, like, like everyone needs money, yeah. right? But 
I like to do things. I was doing expensive things. I was traveling. I was going to parties. I was, I was doing that sort of stuff, right? And that cost money. Mm. So um, I had, by the time I got back, when I had this fucking fire in my belly, and I was just, I was just ready to rock and roll. Yeah. Um, and I think that I don't know. Look, I've always, I've always, I've always worked hard in the gym because it's something that I find personally so rewarding. Mm. And I think we're lucky now that with social media. I've been able to portray that yes. just through videos and, 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 and stories and posts and whatnot and my progress. And I think, well, it has, people have seen that, people admire that. And, you know, I get messages now from people saying, fuck bro, you're an inspiration and all that sort of stuff. And that, you know, not to sound like a, like a, like a cock or anything, but you know, once you get to a stage where you're like, you know, you have these random people, mm -hmm. like I don't even know these people, yeah. I've never fucking met you. When you take a step back to appreciate that someone has followed your journey and is saying, you know, thank you. Mm. And you know, you're an inspiration. It's like a kind of hits home a bit. You're like, yeah. fuck, all right, I'm, I'm on the right track here. Yeah. You know, I'm doing something, I'm doing something good. I'm, I'm, I'm helping people. Um, and then, yeah, so the, the fire in the belly was cranking and then did my isolation and then I had some gym stuff at home, very basic, we're talking, I had a bench, I had a barbell, I had some dumbbells and some bands and I started off with probably like literally two clients um, that, and I think I trained them for free, they came down and I said let's just, let's just catch up and train them for free, um, threw it up on my story started my my instagram business page put it up on there started posting some old client testimonials some videos some workout videos and stuff and it just started to grab had some traction there and then um yeah it start, just started to spread so um yeah i've seen the growth it's been fast it's been yeah growing. i still remember yeah. watching when you first like from it seemed like from the moment you got home from europe and then it was like the garage workouts. And then I was like, fuck you. Like, it's because it was mid COVID too. And you're like getting clients and I'm like, yeah, fuck, this is going pretty well. And then when you said, oh, I'm going to start um, training at Golds. I was like, shit, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. again, it just picked up again. It's been like, what's it? It's only been like six, seven months. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just exploded in that time. Even yeah. your personal page is just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it has. Um, I don't know, man. Look, I, th I think. I think in life there are certain points in time where you need to give yourself credit and I think you would understand coming from um, a similar perspective that even when you have like with, with one kind you have this, this success you don't really take a lot of time to look up and appreciate that yeah, and yeah, give yourself a pat yeah. on the back because you're just so focused yeah. on doing more, making more, um, you know, replying to messages, keeping customers happy. Mm. So I was just so, I was just so driven and I had some goals set. I had some financial goals, some client goals, some session goals that I had set. And I just, I did, I just fucking ripped in. And you know what? I, I was, I wouldn't say that I was lucky. Mm. Like I, I came back and we're in the middle of a pandemic and I built my business in the middle of a fucking pandemic. So, you know, that just goes to show you that if you really fucking want something, you'll do it. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the work rate. And that's it, the other thing is. about personal trainers is you see that like seven week course that everyone does and then everyone's like, fuck, I'm just going to do this for a bit. And then they go, as you said, three mm. months, they do it for a bit and mm. then they fucking quit because they don't mm. have it. But it's like watching you 
PT along with a, like a very small handful of people that I know, mm. it's a difference between like a personal trainer that like everyone who goes to the gym has seen those personal trainers. Yeah. They're like, Jesus Christ, I yeah. can't fucking pay you to train me. Yeah. But then there's like a handful of the good ones that are more like coaches. You're not just putting someone through a fucking workout yeah. for an hour, taking their money and sending them on their way. It's like a coach, it's like a personal experience. No, that's that's exactly right. And that's something that comes with a mental toll as well. Mm. And I think any successful PT out there would agree with me in saying that you do, you take on you take on a lot more. No, no successful PT rolls in, takes money, goes home. Exactly. You take on you take on an emotional load. Like I I, you know, feel my clients wins and my clients losses mm. with, with, with everyone. And you know what, don't get me wrong to this day. I'm still, I still get gutted when I don't get a client result. I still get gutted when I lose a client just in these past two weeks, I've lost like three, I, I've lost like three clients, mm. you know, but that's just the way the fucking cookie crumbles, yeah, exactly. you know, I've still got enough to keep working and keep building and keep getting good results. And that's. That's another thing as well is that people can't handle the roller coaster of yeah, personal exactly training. Right. It's it's never ending. Just just when you think you're you know you're coming on the way up and, and it's good and you can you can see the top, but you come back down mm. and then you know what you start to come back up again. And it is it's a it's a head fuck of a job. Mm. You know there is, but that's what I like about it. Yeah, there's and, and I live for that lack of security yeah that's what that's a very a very key factor that drives me mm. is that i roll out of bed on a monday morning and i'm like i don't even i haven't even wiped my ass yet and i'm like 800 dollars out of pocket yeah. on a monday morning yeah. just from rent to the gym rent to home food petrol yeah you know like People can't handle that, mm. you know. Um, but that's 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 a part of the hustle, and that's yeah, what that's makes it, that's what makes it good. And that's so, what, that's what I think separates a good business owner from a bad one is the chaos. And, yeah, and navigating through it because obviously it's not going to be your fucking sunshine and no. daisies. You've no. got everything like that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You've got to learn to. Um, You've got to learn to love your love your losses as much as you love your wins, yeah. and and learn from them what you can. And you know, I'm at a point now where I have enough results and enough testimonials to show that the way that I work mm. is, you know, it works. Yeah. But if and, and I'm at the point now where I I appreciate that. You know what? It's not going to work for everyone, mm. and that's totally fine. If that doesn't work for a certain client go elsewhere and I wish the best of luck to you. That's, that's totally fine. And if you get results elsewhere, amazing. Mm. That's, that's totally fine. So it is, it's a, it's an industry that is, um, you know, has so many, so many ups and downs. Um, but you know, that, that, that ties in with being a business owner yeah. in general. Um, and that's what I think, um, you know, look at the end of the day, like I was, I was, I heard this on one of Andy's podcasts the other day. There are people out there that are made to be in those positions to work for someone or work yeah. in certain roles. 100%. But at the end of the day, 
your total gross income is capped. You are never going to earn over a certain amount. Mm. For you and I, with these businesses, the sky's the limit, right? That's the exciting part though. And I think that's what also scares people. It comes back to like the comfort zone thing. If you like your comfort zone and you're happy doing that, great. Mm. But for the people who fucking hate the comfort zone, it's perfect because mm. you don't know what, what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Everything might go to shit or everything might just fucking skyrocket. You yeah. might get six clients tomorrow. Yeah. You might lose six clients. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. And I think people either thrive off that or they fail. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's sink or swim. And it's definitely not for everyone. No. Definitely. I agree, bro. 100%. Definitely. And what's the biggest thing that you've had to overcome in life and business so far? Fuck. Start with that. Um, the biggest thing I've had to overcome in life, I don't know, I could I could put it down to one one event so far in my life. Um, and that was having that was having the cancer scare. Mm. Um, and then look, just overcoming mental health in general on a, yeah. on a daily basis. And, um, I don't need to, I don't need to rip into that too much cause I've got my book coming out very soon, my ebook, which is going to be on my website soon, which is coming out very soon. So very exciting stuff. But look, um, for me, yeah, I think, fuck bro, being, being, being 19 years old and being told that you're going to have to have a testicle ripped out is, it's, it's not <laughs> ideal. Yeah. It's not ideal. Um, but again, bro, it was, it was, it was sink or swim. Yeah. It was sink or swim. And I think for a lot of people it's make or break. Like I was very lucky to have, um, such a supportive family through that period. But even then, man, like I look back on it, they, they had nothing to do with my mindset. Yeah. They had fuck all to do with it. I put that down to me at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, it was a, it was a glass half full scenario for yeah. me. Like, fuck, that was my second chance. Yeah. That was my wake up call. Um, and I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, and I think now, like I mentioned on the, um, the better project, when I went on there and did that podcast, there are a couple of things in life that I believe are able to enlighten you to and have uh, to have a, a, an enhanced sense of what the actual fuck is going on. Mm. And I think um, it comes down to either a, a personal um, like trauma experience, um, the loss of a, a close, close friend or family member, um, or a health scare to yeah. yourself. Um, I also do think that there are other ways that you can, you know, um, be able to experience that it's almost like a heightened sense of, of being yeah, of, of life, mm -hmm. you know, like you just don't look at things the same and don't get me wrong. It's not a 24 seven thing. Like I don't walk around thinking I'm the, I'm the king shit and I know, and I know that everything happens for a reason and that, um, you know, everything's going to be okay or whatnot, but that's, that's a crock of shit. Yeah. Right. What I'm saying is, is that at the end of the day, I've had experiences that have enabled me to realize and see the bigger picture in a lot of scenarios. Yeah. Right. And, and it is, it's a fucking cool thing, mm. but I'm not saying like, and, and you know, I think that it can be, it can be learned as well. That's, that's why I'm, I'm talking about mm. this. That's why I want to teach people about this is because, and that's what I, I try to teach a lot of my clients is that, you know, there is a lot more to everything than meets the eye, yeah, right? Um, and and it, it all comes from a mindset thing. It's all brain training at the mm. end of the day. A lot of this is brain training. Um, 
and it's just like like that quote that I, that I sent you the other night man it's just that's I sort of just rattled that off the top of my head and it just sort of I just sort of blurted it out perfectly in a way to sort of summarize it um, so that's personal um, and yeah look man it's never it's never ending with the mental health thing like fuck I've fucked myself recently like like be on the brink of burnout in the middle of prep at the moment for my comp in five weeks and I decided to move out and get a puppy yeah I don't know who else does that like you know but again the way I work is I put myself in a place of pain so that I can move I, I move I move away from pain instead of moving closer to pleasure yeah it's like it's like I don't know and this is another thing on the on, on Andy's podcast that I've been hearing as well, right? And he asks a lot of his guests this is do you think that um like successful people, do you think that they hate losing more or that they love to win more? Yeah. I don't know, what's 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 your take on that? What would you say personally? I'm literally I, I, don't, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Yeah. I'm just I'm just interested in it. it's something that I wanna ask people that we that we look to get on here as well. For me personally, I just love to fucking win. And you know what? I, I, I think it can change, and it comes to perspective. Like I think there was there was a time when it was like, oh, I just hated to lose, but now I've moved away because just losing has a bit of a negative connotation yeah. to it. Whereas now I just like to fucking win, mm. and it's just any any and all small wins. And it's not it's not I'm not looking for a bigger win. I'm not looking for that one big final yeah. outcome. It's I don't just, think that exists. Yeah, no. I think that one. It's again like running a business, especially in certain like categories. People want that like one fucking thing. Like they're gonna get this one contract or this one. They want to. They want to make. They want to make six figures. They want to make a million dollars. They think they're gonna get that million dollar deal when that's not. And I thought that when I first started because I was fucking stupid when I first started business. I thought that, but it's not that at all. It is the the small wins. It's like just the littlest things. They all stack up, and it's like a butterfly effect. You get one small win, rolls onto five, and then five turns into ten, ten, twenty, and then it just keeps fucking growing. But on that topic as well, I think. The hating losing thing, I don't, I don't think I really see losses anymore. I used to see losses. Yeah. I used to be terrified yeah. of losing. Yeah. But now, if I lose, I'm like, it's not going to do that again. Yeah. That's a lesson. I don't see. I literally do not see losses as anything other than a lesson. Yeah. I might get angry about it and upset about it at the time because everyone mm. fucking does. It's just emotion. Mm. But I really don't see losses anymore. Mm. Here's another one though that I, that I like as well. Um, are you are you more obsessed with making money or are you more obsessed with not being fucking broke um <laughs> shit, that's a hard one um probably making money yeah yeah i think making money just because see I'm, I'm on the opposite side yeah i'm on the opposite side yeah i'm just like <clears throat> and it's, it's it's still a bit of both though but mm. for me it's the driving factor of like i know waking up on a monday morning i have this much money coming out of my fucking account this week yeah so i've got i've got so many factors and i'm like no nah, fuck that i want to be so far from broke mm. that that's what drives me and yeah. you know it's like the the income then becomes a byproduct yeah. of that i think when i was a bit younger i used to be terrified of being broke but yeah. i think as age has gone on i'm definitely more obsessed with trying to make money. Mm. Do you think, do you think that comes, 
do you think that your that your profession and line of work um, has a bit to play with that? Like, I'm I'm not 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 that you have. I mean, look, fuck, not that you have a stable, uh, like an incredibly, you know, stable job. Mm. Like, you still have you'll have busier weeks than others. Yeah. But I mean, like, if we were to compare both of ours, right? Mm. Like, you would have more stability than me. Yeah. Right? So do you think that plays a factor? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely plays a factor. But um, I think also the fact, like, I'm not a put all my eggs in one basket kind of yeah. person. Like, yeah. I do go all in on things, but at the same time, I also have a lot of side things here, there, and everywhere where I'm trying yeah. to just... And like, there's I, more side hustles yeah. to just keep making yeah. more bank. Like yeah. I've said a hundred times to everyone, I don't, I can't say no to a few hundred dollars. <clears throat> like if I can no. get it here, right, I'll 50 bucks. Yeah, exactly right. 50 yeah. bucks is 50 bucks. Like if I can, if I can sell something that I don't need exactly and get 50 right. bucks, bro, yeah. take it. And it's all like small shit like that. Like if I, as just like that, if I find something that's undervalued, I'll just fucking buy it and sell it. And I'm like, well, there's a little win there. That's exactly And I right. just do that on the side. And that's, yeah. I think that's also what's taken me away from that scared of being broke thing. Cause I yeah. feel like, if I was on the verge of going broke, and I have been a couple of times, I always pull something out of my ass to mm. kind of save it. Mm. I just, yeah, I think mm. it's, I think it all comes down to personal perspective on that one as well. No, 100%. Mm. It's a good question, eh? Yeah, it's a very yeah. good question. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, what was the second part of your question? Um, so there was the personal and then uh, business. 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 In regards to... Um, biggest obstacle. Biggest obstacle. I think for me, the biggest obstacle like was, was starting up my own business, mm. like because where I was my first two years of personal training um, at Vision, I wasn't my own business. I worked yeah. for the franchise. So definitely starting my own business, man. like when I was um, like getting my ABN set up with my parents and, you know, even now I'm still doing shit. I literally made, I literally got my domain name yesterday yeah. for, for DoubleDPT.com. Get ready to come. Um, and bro, it's, it's, it's exciting. Like it, 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 it's, it's thrilling, but it's also scary as fuck. Mm. Like I'm now I'm paying for more shit and it's just like, it was good because that, that period from last year where I came home and just fucking hustled and worked my ass off, I was able to make like decent bank in that period. And then a couple of little avenues and ideas started to pop up. And now I'm in this position where, and, and I've said this um to my girlfriend as well i'm like you know this is going to be a stressful period because i know that i'm going to be spending a lot of money i'm yeah. going to be but I'm not, I'm not spending i'm investing exactly right? i'm investing and this is another big thing with business all right yeah. you're you're you have to have the balls to invest with the um understanding that there is no guarantee in return that's what everyone doesn't and that's what i didn't understand at the start yeah. i thought every single dollar that i was going to put into something i was going to get an ROI on, and then it just doesn't fucking work like that. Like, mm. obviously, you're gonna put money into places and it's just gonna disappear. That's business. Yes. Like, that happens to everyone who's in business. Yeah. No matter what you're in, that's what yeah. happens. That's exactly right. Like, I mean, fuck, for all I know, man, I'm gonna go all out with, with um, you know, my, my upcoming website and other little projects that I have, and you know what? I might, I might lose it all. Mm. But I think that, you know, I might, there's a chance, but me being me, I'm not gonna fucking let it happen. No. I'll work my ass off and I'll find little ways to make it work and make it happen, you know? Um, but yeah, that's that's the scary part. Um, and for me, like it was, it was going into a big gym, 
Um, like obviously I, I'd trained there for a few years, so I was, it was good because I was familiar um, with a few of the faces and the owners and stuff like that. But these are completely new procedures. You're going in, starting off the bat, um, you know, paying rent with no, with no guarantee, but mm-hmm. I'd worked, I, again, it's like, I'm, I'm so motivated by the fear of failure. I forced myself to succeed. Yeah. I busted my balls so hard in that six month period that I made sure on my first week in gold's gym, I went in there with like, I brought five new clients into yeah. that gym. And this was, this was just after the fucking pandemic after mm. COVID. And I came in and you know what? I probably ruffled a few feathers too yeah. of these other trainers. They're sitting there going, what the fuck? This guy's just starting and he's bringing in like five, six, seven new clients mm. a, a week. And you know what? I just refused to go in there and, and you know, put myself in the negative. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's for me, like I, it's with anything. I, I'm able to, um, <clears throat> I think the kind of look at it like, I don't know, like, like flashlights, the negatives flash and then, and, and it kind of blinds me mm-hmm. for a bit, for a very brief period. I go, holy fuck. And I get overwhelmed. Yeah. But then I'm like, all right. And, and I thank my dad for this because I break it down into a chunking process and yeah. I go, all right, these are the steps that I need to take to combat this and get around this and then start to move forward. Yeah. And that was what I did. There was that, that big, that big chunk of like, this cost this much, uh, rent cost this much, insurance this much, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. So that's um, this, 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 and this much out of pocket. All right, um, nervous and, and fucking anxious, man. And, and I, was, I was thrown and I was like, fuck, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to go for something with more security? Of course, I, I was second guessing everything, man, everything for at least a week. Mm. But I just kept doing what I was doing. Um, I was still training clients. I was, I was still starting to get results and then the avenue started to pop up and I just kept, just kept carving the path and it just continues. I continue to have new avenues. I, I continue to force new avenues to open up, um, to, yeah, to do that. And, um, it's, it's very, I couldn't, couldn't sort of do that without the, again, I come back to the circle of influence. Yeah. You know, like if I was still, um, you know, sort of surrounded by certain people, I'd probably still be floating in the wind and, and not doing what I'm doing. And yeah. I'm very lucky now, like, especially I'm really thankful for my, my prep coach at the moment, who's also a PT at the gym, who will also look to be getting on. I reckon it'd be really, really good to have a chat with him, Mitch. Um, really, really good, good guy, like with, um, runs like has, has again, three of his own businesses and, and has helped mentor me already in, in so many different directions of, mm. of different ways. So just exposing yourself to that and, um, making yourself uncomfortable, getting in that zone, forcing yourself to grow. Um, it's pivotal. Yeah. I think people get, get a bit scared of that as well. And I think that's hundred percent. Yeah. It's scary as fuck. Yeah, it is. It's terrifying. Even going out and finding people like I think I try to talk and find people who are either on a similar level to me or <clears throat> are above. way above. Like yeah. when, when I speak to people who yeah. are like, it's terrifying. You're speaking to people who are yeah. way, way, way above you, yeah. like financially and in, in through business and stuff. And you speak to them. Yeah. But like, yeah. But do you have that little, that little voice inside you though? That little cunty voice. That's like, man, I'm like, I want to be better than you. 
I'm gonna, to an I'm extent, gonna, I'm gonna I'm you over. Like I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit like that. Mm. Like, I'm a bit dark like that. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a sponge in that regards. Like I'll sit there and I'll sort of, you know, like you won't even know that I'm doing it, but I'm sitting there and I'm taking notes. I'm taking all the good things, all the bad things, and I'm storing it up here. And I'm like, you know, in the back of my head, I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm gonna do a better job than you. I'm gonna take everything that you're doing and I'm gonna do it better in my own way. Mm. Like, I don't know, it's a bit dark and twisted, yeah. but it's like, it's just winning. If it's a direct competitor, I do, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's someone in, like, a lot of the clients that we have at work and stuff, like when I'll go to work, I'll be going into like a $22 million penthouse and having a very comfortable conversation with the owner because like, I don't think success, success doesn't intimidate me to like, you know, I always think like if someone sees a Ferrari drive down the street, you have like one of two opinions. It's mm. like, fuck, how did he get that? That's mm. great. Or what a fucking wanker. Mm. Mm. And you're either one or the other. I think that's how people think. And it's like, I'm definitely. <laughs> yeah. <depressed>. Like <laughs> I, I want to know what you did. Like, exactly right. Sit I down. How you did it. I come here and sit down with me. Let me pick your yeah, brain. Exactly. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Hmm. Um, all right. We're on to what are your day to day struggles? My day to day struggles like at the moment, <laughs> not losing <laughs> everything, but not falling asleep on the drive on the way home from work because I'm just so depleted and fatigued. Um, staying mentally switched on for every single client is very hard. So I do apologize to my clients, especially at the moment, at the moment, but I mean, they're very good. They're very understanding. I mean, this isn't a forever thing. Mm. Um, trying not to strangle my dog and throw it off the balcony. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I love him. He's amazing. But, oh bro, it's testing. It's yeah. testing. Like my, I'm learning a whole new definition of patience at the moment. Like, and I will not be having children for at least 10 years, <laughs> at least 10 years, bro. Um, but yeah, no, 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 it's my daily struggles. Um, yeah, I think like I, I run, I run in like a little, a little cycle, like from negative to positive thought. And they sort of, they, I'd say from every negative thought that I have will then stem from that a new positive thought. Yeah. It's just the way. And it took me, and you know what, I still have, I still have days where that doesn't work yeah. and that backfires and that fails 100% all the time, all the time, black man. Um, but I've just, I've tried to train my mind to sort of work in that way, mm. where it's like, if I'm, if I'm presented with a few, you know, negative things in the day, I will then try and um look at the positives in life like the other day i did a gratitude list yeah sat down on my phone <clears throat> just rattled off listed like six things that i'm grateful for don't underestimate that shit yeah i do that every single morning yeah as i, I literally i wake up do my little routine i go have a shower and in the shower shut my eyes do yeah. five things i'm grateful for yeah and it almost like sets your mind into a positive state for yeah. the day. And then I do the same thing if I'm if I'm having a shocking day, if it's boiling cold, I'm in a fucking ceiling space mm. and I'm the worst day mm. ever. I just I'm like, trying to think about yeah, the bigger picture. Yeah, right? I'm grateful that I have a job. I'm grateful that yeah. I'm here right now, rather yeah. than I'm grateful yeah. that I'm fucking yeah. Not yeah. Out. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I think gratitude's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And where like for all of the little things too, I think we're I think we slowly might be getting better at it. Um, and I think with, with like social media, I think, it, I think it helps, but I think this, it also doesn't help a lot of the time too. Um, but yeah, just being, and you know what, as well, like 
very lucky now I'd like to have to have a good partner that helps you remind yeah. you of those sorts of things and supports you um, with with all those sorts of things too um, and to just be able to and it's about being like self-awareness too another yeah. big thing I know a lot of people that if you were to sit them down and say and ask them what is self-awareness to you they probably wouldn't know mm. um, and it's not and self-awareness in my opinion not something that you can ever perfect no ever. definitely not but it's something that you can continue to grow and improve and learn about yeah and to be able to when you are placed in certain situations and scenarios to be able to take a breath and go fuck all right this is happening for this reason i need to cop this on the chin um, it's only going to be like this for this much longer. I'm going to be able to do these things to help improve this. And then it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Little things like that. It's like with the dog man, like he's not going to be shitting everywhere forever. <laughs> yeah. like, exactly. Even though it seems like that yeah. <laughs> every day, yeah. it's like this, this poor little guy is, you know, and I'm standing there trying not to go NATO and like, mm. and, and lose it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all a part of the it's all a part of the process, and I just know that when I come out of this, you know, God forbid, what I'm gonna do next. But when I come out of and and it's as well like, I think it's pretty special to be able to be aware of when you're going through a growth phase, mm. um, on both physical, mental, emotional, even some kind of like you know. I think there is a spiritual element to it 100%. as well. Yeah. Um, you know, like, because you've got to have a mantra mm. and you've got to have a why. Mm. I wrote that down as well uh, in regards to my business, my business mantra for the year. And then, you know what, I'm actually going to go and do this later today. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to do my personal mantra and my personal why, because sometimes it's good to sit down and go and reinstate those things that you stand for. Yeah. Um, and to just have them there as a reminder when you're freaking out and when you want to strangle the dog, for example, just go back and read it and just yeah. go over it. I guess it's um, so important too, because when you are leading a really busy life, it's so fucking easy to lose yourself and lose your mind mm. and lose the positives. Mm. Like you, you, I know from myself, I'm a very positive person. I wake up every morning positive, but yeah. by the end of the day, I can sometimes fall into a negative state and it's only up yeah. to me to bring myself out of it. But yeah. that, like that's inevitable that it's going to happen, but you need to have those positives <laughs> And that mantra outside to be like, okay, this is, mm. you need to turn mm. like negatives into positives, basically. Yeah, no, 100%. Especially all the small stuff, because the small stuff is what stacks up and then stresses you out and then you freak out about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and it all starts with the small things that you do as well, like yeah. with your, your, your gratitude routine in the morning. Like, I don't, for me exactly, I don't have a gratitude routine like that exactly, but mine, mine, mine is a little bit different. So, because I'm like, just, I have to be on straight away. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times I try to do, I try to do cardio before, um, before my clients mm. and I'll listen to a podcast and I'll, I'll start to fuel my mind or even if I don't have time, I'll put a podcast on on the way to work. That yeah. way I'm listening to positive, you know, mindful shit that's getting my mind frame set and ready, um, for that otherwise. And, and like, um, <clears throat> Although I don't do, don't have that routine, like my two wallpapers on my phone, which I don't, like, I subconsciously look at, and it's like I don't even, I don't even need to read it anymore. But like, I could tell you what's on there. Mm. Like my front page says, "Win, fucking win." 
if it's important enough to you as, as breathing, you'll get it done. Yeah. You fucking win. Mm. I don't even read it anymore. I just know that it's there. It's a subconscious thing. Um, so just having like little reminders like that as well, I think help um, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Let's stray a little bit. Let's talk burnout. Burnout? Because I feel like at the moment myself, <laughs> I'm completely fucking, I'm literally smack bang in the middle of a burnout right yeah. now. And yeah. I'm struggling day to day to just fucking get through everything. Yeah. So let's talk burnout. How, yeah. do get, how do we get through it? <laughs> Fuck. My, would you say, uh, what are you? Are you, are you, because there's, I think there's two kinds of burnout. There's physical burnout and there's mental burnout. And I think, I think, um, I definitely think there's two. And I definitely think that um, one, for me personally, one happens before the other. For me, I burn out mentally before I burn out physically. Yeah, same. For me, waking up, going to work and doing the sessions, clockwork, it's yeah. easy. My body's used to it. But it's the mental toll that happens when I get to a point of like, all right, maybe um, stress has built up too much. I've lost a bit of sleep. I'm not exactly eating. And then I'm, I'm human, right? Like I, I fucking binge eat sometimes. I miss training sessions. Mm. I do all that sort of shit right those sorts of things add to you know stress and then um and then burnout and then it's, it's more of a mental thing and then it'll be a physical thing and for me a physical burnout is i'll usually just get sick yeah like i'll and then, and then i'll need to be bedridden for like two days it probably only happens like twice a year yeah but when it does it sucks yeah it's bad um but yeah what about for yourself do you find that like you so you you agree you burn out mentally first mine always starts mentally i burn out mentally but then i get a physical because a lot of my anxiety as well i get a lot of physical symptoms yeah. so if i burn out as you just said i get sick yeah. but i'll burn out mentally and just be all over the place for a week and then i'll get sick and then my body's just like fucking have a break because yeah. <laughs> but it Burnout's hard because I think it's one of those things that creeps up on you and you don't realize that it's even coming and then it just fucking hits you <clears> like a train yeah I don't know. I think, like, look, there's not, there's, for me personally, there's not much, like, there's not much that's unpredictable mm. for me. Like, I know, I know the things, like, obviously, there's different, there's different elements of stress that will add up to a, per, to a burnout for me. Um, but there's not much that I don't, that I don't know that's coming. It's usually that I'm just a dickhead and I ignore it. Yeah, I do exactly. And I just push it to the side. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 I can keep going. It's all yeah. good. Like I'll, I'll, I'll go to bed earlier tonight, but I don't. Yeah. Or, or I'll, I'll, I'll eat better, but I don't. Mm -hmm. Or you know, I'll, I'll do this, or I'll take a step back, or I'll have a rest day, but I don't. And you just yeah. keep pushing, and then you fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do the exact same thing. Yeah, that's literally yeah. what causes me. But right you do, you do. I think like that's what I mean. You can't pick it. Like you might have. You might have a week where you have, like for me, like I can't pick that I'm going to have a bad week with, with a couple of clients and then maybe something external does happen. Like I have a, a, a fallout with a friend or something mm -hmm. that adds extra stress in there or you have a fight with your missus or something like that. Like yeah. you can't pick those kinds of mm -hmm. things, but they're all things that will eventually add up to a burnout. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, <clears throat> I think someone that was to burn out physically first just isn't really switched on mentally not like to the point where you know i don't know you, you probably don't have enough going on 
mm. if you're burning out physically before mentally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, maybe your life's a bit too easy. <laughs> if you're, <laughs> you're, you're, just, if you're just burning out, out physically. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Look, look in, in ways to regard, uh, regarding combating burnout, um, look, when you're in a situation where you're so, so driven and you just want to keep making money and you keep wanting to working and you keep wanting to keep wanting to train, it's hard to take a step back, Yeah, but you do. Mm. Um, personally, I don't know. I think I find it hard. Yeah. I find, I, it, I find, I find it very hard. Yeah. I find it very hard to... It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm stubborn, man. Yeah, I'm, one of so the most, I'm one of the most, like, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very stubborn. When it comes to a lot of things, when it comes, uh, when it comes to a few things, I'm, I'm very, very, very stubborn. When it comes to a lot of things, I'm fairly easygoing. But in regards to those things that I am stubborn about, like, you know, it'll just creep up and it'll just happen. Yeah. But, all right, if I was to, okay, maybe here's a good, a good time to reflect and practice some personal growth for the future. Um... What I will start to do is, man, maybe it just comes down to writing a list mm. again. Just be like, um, and like, yeah, I, I haven't been writing too much. I try to do diary, like diary entries, which I turn, which well, I turned one into the ebook that's coming out, and and another one which I haven't written in in a while because I've been so busy. But maybe doing that a bit more might actually help me, um, which it usually does help to identify and confirm certain feelings and emotions yeah so maybe i might start to do that when i feel like i'm starting to burn out more and maybe that's a way to actually combat the burnout mm. is because you know what there you go it probably fucking is maybe that's why I've, I've been able to push for so long without burning out is because i get to a point where i go all right i'm so mentally fucked and i'll go and do a gratitude list but let's go on to what is your why my why Throw that one back at you. Yeah, this is, <laughs> I knew this one was coming. Um, I had had I summarised it in a, in a. I don't think there's a short way. Um, I don't know. I I could I could I could put it into a couple of different ways. I don't know. I just my why would be. I just live live for self evolution. Mm in in the best possible way um and to and to you know <clears throat> help yeah to strive for the best possible self-evolution and take as many people with me as i can i enjoy building people up i enjoy seeing people improve and and achieve amazing things so that's um and i like to fucking win yeah, you know, I like to, I like to, yeah, evolve and grow. So yeah, that's my can, life. If you can win and help people at the same time, that's the ultimate situation. That's really. exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, what does the rest of twenty twenty one look like for you? What are the, what are your goals, aspirations, checklist? Um, so I've got obviously my comp coming up. Hopefully, two comps in five and six weeks um, there. And then we'll go into a little off season um, and we'll see what happens with competing again at the end of the year in October. Um, obviously, I'm in the stages of getting my, my website up and running where I'm looking to launch my, my book, my first, my first book, 
which is fucking exciting. Never in my mind did I thought that I'd be doing that. Um, so I'm really interested, really nervous to see how that goes. I'm really going to be putting myself and everything that I've experienced in the last two years out there. Um, so yeah, website, and then I'm looking to get some, some other stuff cranking through there. Um, continue to build my business, some, some big financial goals with, with the hopes of, um, you know, an investment on the, on the rise. Um, and then, yeah, be, be, be a, 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 just a better person, I guess. Ticking all the boxes, really. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Right the That's it. I like it. That's it. It's real good. All right. Well, that kind of wraps up for today then. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, nice. Lovely. In two weeks, two weeks time, we'll come back again. Yeah, we will. We Hopefully will. with a guest on. We will. See how we go from there. Yeah, no, that'll be good, man. That'll All be right. good. You want to throw, in, throw in your handles? Um, yeah, so I'm at disco underscore Drew and um, double DPT. So D-U-B-L-E-D-P-T. Those are my two um, socials. That's um, Facebook as well for, for double DPT. And yourself? I'm Hayden, H-A-Y-D-O-N, uh, dot Barnes, and you'll find my business pages under my personal. Beautiful. Till next guys. time, guys. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, do it all. If you like it, please, uh, we really appreciate the support. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope some of you got something out of it. We would really appreciate it if you could share the podcast on your socials. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode.